Hi, hi. Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. This week we watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Prime Video. Prime Video. Hi, hi. <laughs> you got to throw it in there twice, see, see which one plays and just keep, yeah. keep the one in. Edit one out. Yeah. Um, Give me one second. I should have done this before we started. All right. What are you doing? Put your pants back on. Nah, I'm more comfortable this way. <laughs> I can only podcast when I'm perfectly comfortable. Um, I've got a lot of questions. Okay. I'm the man to answer them. All right. As a uh, Smith myself. First, so the listeners can keep up. Maybe tell everybody what this was about. This was about a man and a woman who get hired as uh, spies, uh, assassins, criminals of some kind, probably agents, maybe Um, agents. I like that. Yeah. But they uh, are pretending to be married. This is supposed to be a reboot rehash of a movie that was a reboot rehash of a was that also a movie or a show i don't know but the premise previously has been they were both spies and didn't know it like they were keeping their life secretive secret from each other and then find out oh shit they're both spies so this is a departure from that yeah that that was my first question is did they just slap the name onto a completely different thing my understanding of this is limited, but this was something. This was the show that Donald Glover had pitched to Phoebe Waller Bridge, like that that oh, yeah. she that they were going to do this show together, and then she backed out because of creative differences. I wonder um, if it wasn't because they were veering too far into like what what are we even doing here? Like this is this has next to nothing to do with the premise of the movies or whatever. And then on top of that, Kathy was telling me when I brought this up the other night that the gossip was that she was hoping to do something a little more lighthearted and fun. And this was very much there. There was a little bit of like haha fun in it, but really it was not fun. I forgot all about that Phoebe Waller bridge, but I did know about it. Yeah. And I also wonder how much just like overall creative control tension between her and Donald Glover, who both star and write in, very well received television shows in their own right um have you ever seen the brad pitt angelina jolie movie yes is it good no okay it was famous like and i remember this and i agreed with the sentiment at the time it was famously panned because that's when those two got together i believe and it was further evidence in the old saying i don't know what's a saying but like the the trope that if just because you have chemistry offset doesn't mean that there's any chemistry on like you can tell when actors are fucking in real life because on set they have no chemistry and if i remember correctly that's how that movie played out like they just were not it was supposed to be like a lot of sexual tension and there was just like none 
this does bring up an old question or argument that I bring up frequently with shit like this, though, which is why is why is this property the thing that they keep trying to bring back? The original premise is at least vaguely interesting. But why did it need to come back? And then why did we need to bring this back and slap that name on it as though it's got any sort of brand recognition that's going to carry through the fact that it's not that? Yeah. They could have called it anything. I saw a thing where Donald Glover was talking about trying to talk to Brad Pitt about like the role and Brad Pitt basically just being like, ah, you'll be fine. And not really talking to... And like after watching this, I was like, why did you need to talk to Brad Pitt about... This is from my limited understanding of the movie because i've never seen the movie but i already know this is so much different yeah this, th- these are not the same characters yeah i, I just I, I don't know i don't okay. did it, you like this are you gonna watch more i here's how i i was summing it up in my notes by the end of this i don't think i liked this but i love donald glover and that might be enough to carry me through for a second episode what i couldn't tell and I want to talk about a couple of things that I think were really bad about this show, but maybe it's going to be like a thing later. First off, it opens up and they're doing like the interview on the screen with this criminal organization or wherever and i could not tell where the interview was taking place were they just, just like in a closet somewhere it seemed like yeah okay so here's here's my big their mission yep their mission is here's a person they're gonna get a package you need to intercept this package and then take it to these coordinates and that's it yep okay so they do that. They f- find the woman. They follow her around town. They find the the package. They switch it out. They take it to the coordinates, which is a house. They give it to the house who they appear to be expecting this package. They open it up. It's a cake. They like walk back down onto the street. Seemingly, there was a bomb on the cake, and the whole thing explodes, and then they run away. What was their purpose in this? Here's my theory that I had started to formulate before this, but I I came up with the twist as you were talking. Yeah. My theory is that this is, I mean, not even a theory. They basically say it. This is a test. Like this is to see how they perform under all of this. I don't think the bomb was in the cake. Okay. I, I think they were truly just delivering a cake. And then a bomb went off and the test wasn't in them delivering it. It was how the hell do they get away with being on the scene of a crime when there are people with guns and shit like that chasing after them? Like, how do they escape? How do they manage to get out of this? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense to me. Because these glaring, like, what is this mission all about? Why were Mr. and Mrs. Smith being like, it feels like this cake was already going to this house. Why did we need to intercept it in the first place? And also, it's not like they put a bomb in the cake themselves. And then also, they, they're they so mad because they're like, if we would have stayed an extra 30 seconds, we would have died with the bomb. And as though the cake, as though 
the bomb and the cake was on a timer, which cannot be the case. Correct. <laughs> given how long it took them to get the cake and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Agreed. I don't think like they they this is maybe me doing mental gymnastics to like this show more, but I don't I I'm standing even more firmly on my belief that the bomb wasn't in the cake. I buy that. I hundred percent buy that. And I think that they were in shock. Like I don't think they thought like they were I don't think they were still in shock. I don't think they thought through the fact that it's likely that they're a even if the bomb was in the cake, right? It wouldn't have been on a timer. It was just a remote. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the opening of this show opened on presumably a different Mister and Mrs. Smith. Like it opened with mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't remember what the woman's name is but the the guy that was playing the mr smith in this scenario was, was it, alexander skarsgård was it jessica beale or? no it wasn't jessica beale oh. it, i i saw her name like amazon does the x-ray thing which again we've been doing this podcast for five years how is not every other streaming service doing that exact thing like where you can pause and just know exactly what every actor is in that scene it's, and what song is playing like it's all got a vip i guess but like fucking license amazon what do you give a shit license that shit out you're already giving like selling out your uh web services and shit like that add that in as as a service like it's amazing Mm. but that all being said i was really disappointed i mean i saw it coming when we were starting with them but i was really disappointed when alexander skarsgård's character died because i really like him in pretty much anything i've Mm. seen him and he plays a fucking creep really well it no that's his brother their brothers Skarsgård yeah I didn't know there were Skarsgård brothers oh yeah dude like there's like three or four of them whoa I'm pretty sure it's and they're the kids of Stellan Skarsgård who's Stellan Skarsgård you, you'll recognize Stellan hold on I'm looking him up so now that you reminded me I'm disappointed Phoebe Waller-Bridge wasn't in this right but I liked the Pen15 actress I I think they both did a good job yeah um as the leads in this, I agree. I am disappointed in the show. I was expecting when I heard that her and when Phoebe Waller Bridge and Donald Glover were going to do this because I was expecting something a little more fun and funny and lighthearted. Um, whereas this seems like it's going to be at least a little more grounded and gritty. I yeah. guess, for lack of a better word, I, I, I we don't I don't need more gritty shows. I agree. Uh. All right, let's see here. I'm still stuck on that first scene in this or the first uh, whatever action sequence in throwing your phone around. I get like, fine, we can talk about whatever you want, Michael. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, That first scene with Alexander Skarsgård and and whomever else, uh, they're spies, presumably having been doing this for a while or agents having been doing this for a while. Why the fuck wouldn't he think to avoid windows? He gets shot like he's talking with her like we're done running. Uh, a none of their guns were hidden; they were just all hanging out. The, no part of what they were doing is was even remotely doing a good job at being secretive. And then B, he's just standing in front of a window, nonchalant. And then either one of them gets to be surprised that he gets shot in the face. No, I say the Mister and Mrs. Smith that we're following aren't good. That's fair. Yeah, but, so I'm assuming the first ones aren't either. Like, like this is their... Le- like, the the organization that hired them, I feel like is like, 
scraping the bottom of the barrel for their employees. Agreed, especially when there was no training. Yeah. The impression I got with the first ones we saw, though, before Donald Glover and Maya, um, they it sounded like they've been doing it for a while. So if they weren't good when they started, that doesn't mean that they they had to have survived that long. Luck, maybe. See, now I want to watch that show, like a bunch of bumbling Mr. Bean types, like just uh, like lucking their way through uh, spy missions. Get smart. What was that? What was the name of that Mr. Bean? No, Mr. Bean had uh, Rowan Atkinson had a uh, man versus B. No, not man. He had a movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I got it. Johnny English. There we go. Yeah. So it, it, it I, and I've never seen it, but I just, all I can think is it's Mr. Bean as a spy. That's all. Yeah. I'm going through my notes. Um, I think we probably have to try an episode two for this one. Um, okay. I'm going to go ahead and open up this can of worms and throw this out as a question that we have to answer with our episode two. What the fuck are they doing with these, with their nail clippings, dude? Right. <laughs> They 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 go into this closet to start this weird interview with a, a fucking iPad on a pedestal. I don't know what to call it. And the first thing they have to do is give them fingernail clippings. This is this this is just some kid in his basement. Okay, it's just just some kid fucking around. Yeah, just some kid fucking around. Also, one question I want to answer. I know it's going to happen eventually, but her bringing her cat has got to be an issue, right? They, there's no way that they would have allowed her to bring that cat. She snuck that cat in. Dude. Yeah. I, I So real talk, yeah, probably. I think she snuck that cat in. But what I find way more entertaining is the idea that I think the cat's the boss, dude. <laughs> okay. You just want to get into episode two now? I, I think sure we might as well. So should the like end of the episode two reveal be that the cat can talk? I I think the so not not quite. I think you're you're spoiling it too early. I think the end of episode two has to be a bit like uh, Inspector Gadget, where like somebody turns around in a chair and just kind of chuckles themselves like petting a cat and it's this cat. Right. And we assume that, Oh, it's the person behind the, the person that's petting the cat that's in charge, but no, at some point down the line, maybe episode three or four, the cat talks and it turns out that the cat's the boss the whole time. This feels like it's been done. What hasn't been done? True. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what happened at the end of the first episode? So we talked through their mission they blew somebody up. Nine people died. They escape. They end up back at the house. Donald Glover makes a really lame, cringy attempt at cl- clearly trying to bone. And she has, has none of it. And that was it, right? Was there anything? Like, was there any? Yeah. Okay. No, they, they talked a little bit. So we open up, it's the next morning, they're both on the bed, but clearly nothing's happened. She gets out of bed, she pulls out a gun, she shoots him. <laughs> she shoots, and, and I, I, this is where the cat has to speak, I think. I, <laughs> okay. Like, what, I, I think the cat's mad, like, what are you doing? He was He was supposed to be 
your partner. And she's like, shut up, Max. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's no longer around. You can call me by my full name. <laughs> Mr. Max. <laughs> and then Donald Glover is just like, I, I'm still alive. But they keep talking as though they've killed him dead because, as we've already established, this organization is terrible. Yep. And he's just going, I'm still alive. I'm I'm hurt. You did. You did shoot me. Okay. So then Max is like running her through the next mission, right? Just like, guess you're going to have to do this mission by yourself. I don't know how you're going to do it without a partner. Right. So she's like. She, like, gets the mission. Max is like, okay, that last one was a test. Just like Eric said it was. Mm -hmm. Really breaking the fourth wall here. She's like, I knew it. In a very specific way. (laughs) I knew Eric was right. And then he's like, okay, there's a big boxing match. And you have to fix the, the boxing match. And so, like, she has to go through... And uh, she like pretends to be one of those like uh, card card like round holder yeah. uh, like wearing a bikini and stuff, and just like the whole time Donald Glover is just following her, being like, "I can help with this mission. I'm still alive. I'm right here." And she's just like not even answering him. <laughs> and literally on th- she, he she's he's on the mat with her, like as she's walking and holding the car. Yeah. He's like falling behind, like I'm. Right- Am I a ghost? Well, you just ruined my my end of the episode. I don't I don't think I ruined it. I think you ruined it because there's no world in which he could be shouting at her for two days straight in this case and not have at least a joking thought. Am I a ghost? I know. Okay. All right. This is how we resolve that. I think Max goes. Jane. Your mission is to fix this boxing match. She's like, got it. And then it goes one hour later and it just shows her in the ring holding up the sign like round four. And Donald Glover is like, I'm still alive. Yeah. I Okay. Even an hour though. <laughs> just, he, he is for him not to know that he's a ghost. You know what? It's just, it's ghost things. Yeah. Hashtag ghost things. Yeah. Like ghosts are just stupid about their own ghostness. It's, it's a fact. I mean, that is a fact in the sixth sense. That's fair. Except for that little girl. I, it, I'll be honest. I'm pretty sure I've seen sixth sense once. And that was how long ago was that? 25 years ago. So he's a ghost. Now that he realizes it. They can run some missions, dude. I think we've got to answer how she can recognize him as a ghost, though. Like, she she hasn't been seeing him this whole time. How are they going to run missions together? Here's the answer. Everybody knows what gets you to see ghosts. A hit on the head. Yeah. That's why I'm always smacking myself with frying pans. Yep. And I think you've already set up the avenue for her to get hit on the head. I think, so her mission is to fix this boxing match. You can't fix a boxing match if the other boxer doesn't show up. So not only does she have to play the card girl, she also has to get out there and box, dude. (laughs) She uses the card girl 
uh, as an in. And then between rounds four and five, because we cut to one hour later, it's like round four. <laughs> uh, you see her go back in the locker room where the boxer is and she like chloroforms him and then puts on his uniform and then just comes out. Because he was doing too, like she, she needed that guy to go down and lose. Like that's what she, how she was fixing the match, but he was just doing too well. Mm-hmm. So she had to go out there and she goes out there and takes one good punch and she's out. And then when she wakes up, Donald Glover is alive and then he's like, now we can really run some missions. So he's like, like walking through walls and like on, they're like on headsets and stuff. It's like, okay, it's clear in here. I, so the show was fine. I don't think it was very good. I will probably watch it because of Donald Glover. But the thing that most heavily was pushing me away from, I think, watching any more of this show was it doing exactly the thing that we talked about with that I rage on all the time, which is just fix the problem by just talking to each other like that. And I don't mean give all of your personal details. That was clearly a point of tension for the two of them, like not wanting to give up who they are. But I mean, even the scene where they're trying to figure out how they're going to get that box from the woman and Donald Glover just veers off so that he can get a replacement box. They've got headsets in. He could just say, oh, I'm getting a replacement box. Why yeah. didn't he just, he just veered off and was like, I'm going to go do this thing. And she's frantically talking to him like she's running like or she's going like we've got to go. We've got to go. He never says a fucking word. It's enraging. Yeah, I think maybe because he knew her answer would have been my answer, which is what are you a replacement box like she's gonna notice the box is different that's my like the whole time when he was going for a replacement box i I was like she's gonna notice it's a different box what are you doing i don't think the point was to not have her ever notice but i think the point was to do exactly what he did which is to have her take 15 seconds before she's like wait a minute what the fuck yeah and they're gone yeah that's all they need man 15 seconds dude whoa or or have one of them just be a ghost right he could if he were a ghost he could have just possessed her handed over the box and the mission would have been done by now eric are you a spy no all right you know they're lucky that when they dropped that box with the cake in it that the bomb didn't go off when did they drop it when he ran into her oh yeah fair enough uh got damaged i'm I'm less impressed that the bomb didn't go off and more impressed that that cake wasn't more damaged. Me too. I kind of, I mean, she did, she did make mention, oh, it's a little damaged, whatever, whatever. But I guess I forgot that they dropped the box. That cake should have been demolished. Right. It just gets dropped on the ground. It's, it's going to be demolished. You got to be really careful with those. You jostle it a little bit. You got icing all on the side of the box. Also, why was it in a locked metal box inside of a box if, if it was just supposed to be a cake the whole time? Yeah, and if it was like that important that it had to be in that, then she should have been more outraged that it was a little damaged. and Because she was just like, oh, little damaged, huh, half off. Also, um, why did the their target, the woman they were following, pick up a cake from Coat Check at a play they were at? Great question. Maybe the coat check person was the person putting the bomb in the cake. And it was just like, meet me at work. We've already established there's no bomb in this cake, though, dude. Mm. We got to get an answer to that question in episode two. Did you expect that it was a bomb when that bomb went off? No, honestly, I was like, oh, it's just a cake. 
and then uh when it blew up when it was just a cake my thought was okay it was just a test you know maybe yeah. part of the test was how well they brought it intact or how they handled all this sort of shit whatever and then the bomb blew up and that thought went out my head until we were talking about it just now but it wasn't a bomb and that it was still just a te- like the idea that it was a test uh, flew out of my head and came back into my head as we were talking got it oh by the way um what so one of the tensions in this episode is Donald Glover clearly wants to connect with her more like he's asking her personal questions and trying to give up personal details himself. And the only detail she eventually gives him is that when she was on a class trip to New York, that her and a friend saw a like went and had pancakes with a pedophile. Um, She mentioned during all of that because he was like, no, you're kidding. And she said, nope, his name was Buddy Love. I thought that name sounded familiar. It's the nutty professor, dude. Oh, it's it's the nutty professor's alter ego. You think that she made up that story? I think she went and saw the actual nutty professor. <laughs> I hope she just made up that story because that's a scary story. I think it's it's it is a scary story, but I think it's a hundred thousand percent realistic. Like that sort of thing, they just. She calls this guy a pedophile, and he almost certainly is. It's not as though either of them were aggressed upon in this, but it was a 40-year-old dude that was looking to meet with 14-year-olds. Like, yeah, not good. I thought it would be funny when they intercepted the cake and put it to the coordinates that it was the same lady they stole the cake from that they were giving the cake back to. That would have been entertaining. Like, she was in on the mission the whole time, yeah. or that the other equally funny would have been them bringing it to her and her being like, Oh my God, I just lost this. (laughs) And then them having to try and uh, navigate that. What else you got? I don't have anything else for notes. How are we looking on time? We're good on time. You've been watching anything else? Jack Whitehaw's new stand-up special out. I, okay. Also, I texted this to you. I don't know if we brought it up. He does have a new show coming out. Yes. Uh, I don't know when, but so the Jack Whitehall-naissance is upon us. Yeah. This was another thing where we got home. We got home late last Saturday. And by late, I mean like 1030. Oh, jeez. Got into bed and I put on Netflix and Shay just immediately uh, started falling asleep. And as soon as I put on Netflix, the Jack Whitehall stand-up special started scrolling or started like rolling the the preview of it. And then I watched it for a couple of minutes and then I started going, you know, click, 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 click. And then after a minute, Shay goes, put on the thing, put on the thing that it was playing. And I figured out she meant that she wanted me to put on the Jack Whitehall. So I put on the Jack Whitehall uh-huh. and watched it. She fell asleep. Like she was snoring within three minutes, <laughs> and then I just watched uh, him at O2 Arena talking about how he's not the biggest celebrity in the U.S. or not in the U.K. I'm like, all right, evidence suggests otherwise. There, yeah, Jack. yeah. Uh, also, you remember when we did the sh- show for the podcast? If you the recall. trials with my father. Yeah. Yes. And we talked about how it just like smacked of privilege in the pers- person in the review got so mad at us. Yeah. I, of course I remember that. 
watching that stand-up special, I was like, this guy is so privileged. (laughs) Like, we were so right. So right about him. Other than that, it was an O2 arena, which shows you how big he is. Yeah. It was it was all right. Uh, and then after that, my edible was like kicking in. I was in the mo- mood for some more stand-up. So I put on the Mike Birbiglia, Old Man in the Pool, which I hadn't watched yet. And I really like Mike Birbiglia. And I thought that was very funny. And I did not realize that Shay was half awake uh, for that one. And the next day she's like, that... Mike Birbiglia thing you were watching was really funny. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking great. Dude. Yeah. That's awesome. That's pretty funny. What updates do you have? Uh, I watched the second episode of The Trust. Uh-huh. That your new favorite reality show? It is not. Let me revise. I watched 10 minutes of the second episode of The Trust. Uh, we were bored looking for something to watch on a weekend night. And I put it on thinking Kathy would get hooked in or whatever because they're trashy people sort of thing. It was just them all talking about the aftermath of the previous episode where they voted somebody off when they desperately didn't need to. And the guy didn't deserve it. Seemed like a nice guy in the end, blah, 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 blah. Um, And it opens with somebody, one of the contestants just sitting on a lawn chair, just like, talking to people about their life. Like they're just all like learning things about each other. And she, uh, starts crying about how her and her husband, like during the pandemic drifted apart and now are separated and that sort of thing. So it, I don't know. It was, it was a nothing burger. Um, but then somebody starts talking, like jumping off from that. I still don't know how they made this connection. I suspect it was some creative editing. Um, but they were talking about how, they grew up and they were really ugly and they just, they were really ugly and they were like a huge nerd. But now that they're hot and they're they're not, but like I sure now that they're hot guys are like confused by like how they're so hot and they know things like Lord of the Rings and I shut it off immediately. I, it, enraged me so much the idea that like i'm such a nerd i read lord of the rings and like star wars just it pissed me off i hate that (laughs) also like she just invented the concept of a hot female nerd right (laughs) i i don't it it was infuriating. Kathy, I think, probably would have kept watching. She was a little surprised that I shut it off. And I said, I don't know why, but that pissed me off so bad so quickly. It was a white hot point of light in my brain Oof. that was just like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. Fuck this person. I'm out. Hmm. So no more of the trust. All right. Any updates on our Jack Whitehall slash what's his name? Uh, Rook something Shah Khan. Um, I did add that in there in the previous week's episode if you'll remember the jack whitehall hashtag didn't bear fruit for a couple of weeks i just i literally just checked it It has not borne fruit yet in fairness that episode just dropped two days ago okay what has borne fruit however though is uh i changed spotify allows you to add a poll to the episodes or whatever and i changed the auto poll which is now what should we watch next um and we used to have a rule that if somebody told us what to watch next, we wouldn't watch it. 
Do you remember that? I mean, it was a joke. I think we've watched plenty of shows that people have suggested. <laughs> and in fact, we've invited them on the podcast to do it half the time. <laughs> My buddy Josh had used the previous poll question to suggest that we watch Reacher and we gave him shit about it. Well, this week we had the poll question, what should we watch? And he said, well, I guess not Reacher. <laughs> But then suggested, uh, he said that the there's uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. There's a live action version of that that's coming to Netflix here in a couple of weeks, which I was vaguely interested in. Um, and then there's another show he suggested that I have thought about watching a number of times called The Brother's Son on Netflix. That's got um, Michelle Yeoh in it. That looks, oh. that looks good. Uh, all that would be well and good if we didn't already tell Josh he can't respond to our polls anymore. <laughs> I love antagonizing our listeners. We miss you, Mo. <laughs> I'm going to change the poll question to just be, Mo, where are you? <laughs> you do it. I'm do it right now. <laughs> We talked about doing Zorro next week, but I'm open to doing the Michelle Yeoh thing that Josh suggested. The Michelle Yeoh, that brother-son show has been out for weeks, um, so I don't think that there's any particular urgency around it. Um, Whereas Zorro, I have seen some news and buzz around as being pretty good, so. All right, want to wrap it up? Thanks for listening to the Episode 1 Podcast with Michael and Eric. If you like the show, you can check out our website. It's episode1podcast.com. Um, if you're Mo, respond to our polls on Spotify. We'd love to know where you're at, dude. Yeah, make sure you're okay. Yep. Um, bleep blorp. Uh, Eric, <laughs> I was holding him back so bad. I could tell. <laughs> and w- one of us had to do it. Um. If you like the show, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts oh, or Mobot. Is that anything? Do you think there's a captcha on the poll thing? Is he he's not gonna be able to do it if it says oh, dude. check if you're not a robot? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Last but not least, big thanks to Bosdy for the use of the theme song. <laughs>